Hello and welcome to episode 89 of Zion's Finest. This is Kenny Brown and I'm joined by my brother Sam Sweeten. How's it going guys? Sam is back to give us an awesome regionals report and we're also going to be talking a lot about Spectre because Sam ran a Spectre and he is very good with the list. Um, before we do, just a few quick housekeep- housekeeping items. First off, JK starting up another Vassal League. It's going to be Worlds Prep and what we're going to do or what he's saying he's going to do is it's just going to be a recurring Swiss where you'll just play Swiss round after Swiss round after Swiss round until there's only one undefeated player. I'm not like 100% positive how he's how he's working out um, how he's working out the math of it. But where there's going to be no cut. Like you don't have to worry about a cut. We're just playing Swiss rounds, and it's mostly for world prep. So you'll play the same list throughout the tournament. You'll be able to change your command cards, but that's that's kind of where we're at. So everyone who's on the Slack channel, make sure to join the hashtag Vassal League channel. And I think that's it, or Vassal Tourney or whatever it is, um, just so that you can get news as to when JK is going to be doing it. It's going to be happening soon. Um, there is no other news. If you are a patron, I encourage you to change your support from whatever level you're at to the new $1 and $2 levels. Um, it's going to make it a lot easier for me so that because next week I'm actually going to be canceling the $2 and $5 tiers. Um, the current two and five dollars here so it would do me a world of good if you would switch that um and there is no other news we're waiting for ffg to let us know when the is rotating in we've got the spire fix everything is good okay sam you've been on pretty recently but maybe give a quick reintroduction before you dive into swiss all right well i'm sam sweeten i've been playing imperial assault for a while decided to give specter a go i'm the i'm the guy who used to always play mall and uh, Maul's just not that good. Go so uh, had to switch. Yep. So I've been having a lot of fun with Spectre Cell. That's that's me. That's the quick me. So tell us, Sam. Uh, so how long how long have you been playing Spectre Cell for? Um, I've been playing Spectre Cell uh, really since since the end of last semester. So like the beginning December. of the beginning of december yeah exactly the beginning of december i kind of took the semester off of playing much of anything yeah um it was kind of a a busy semester last semester hopefully i'll be able to play more this semester so good very very good all right let's uh dive right into swiss sounds good well round one i was up against a new player his very first game of skirmish ever same was will and it was the specter mirror match Oh, yeah. This is uh, Will Lewis, who we, we've talked about a little bit before. Spoiler alert, he did pretty all right at regional. Yeah, yeah, he did. He's really, really good. Um, that game was a lot of fun. It was a, a lot of it was a lot of just talking, having fun, kind of showing him some of the tricks with Spectre Cell. I uh, cruised fairly easily to a win there. Um, was able to do some cool stuff with Chopper where I was able to ram and then system shock his Ezra to take out his Ezra. Um, that, feels that was good. on the Moss Eisley map. You, you've talked about the Swiss rounds before, so they probably have an idea of what the what's going on each round. But it was a lot of fun. It was a good game. And then afterwards, Will talked to me a lot about the wit list. We've been chatting back and forth on how to tweak Spectre. It's been good. That's awesome. Um, he was writing extra armor, right? He was. And so was your general, I mean, was there, uh, was there any moment at which like the game shifted or was the fact that he was a brand new player where you just kind of in control the whole time? How, like, what, did you have a, a plan for approach? Like, what, what were you aiming to do? Yeah. So he came, um, very aggressive towards me, which I think is the right thing to do. 
Yeah. And I, um, I positioned all my guys so he could not get a safe attack at anyone, but he would have to commit to attack, but I could easily swarm one, one part of the map. And okay. he sent his Ezra in to um, take out my Ezra. And uh, I can't remember exactly if I had on the lamb or something. I just know that he didn't kill my Ezra. My Ezra mm-hmm. ended up recovering all his damage. His Ezra was oh. left out in the open where Chopper could get him. Okay. And uh, he just overcommitted the Ezra right at the very beginning. I took him out. And then from there, I just kind of took out one piece at a time. Yeah. He, he approached. He was on the inside side, which um, I I think the, the the approaches are safer from the outside side on Moss Heisley. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> he came from that side. He came down kind of – he went down to the cantina room. Okay. And I then – I went to the other corner, kind of that central hallway. Okay. And he just moved up his Ezra right into the middle of my guys, kind of unsupported. I didn't think he wasn't quite sure what he was going to do. And I, I was, I just kind of, I didn't really have a main, I was, I didn't really have a main idea. I was just kind of reacting a bit at the beginning. And then I just took advantage of that. Just kind of, it was fun. It was good. I used motivation to keep, once his Ezra got up there, I used motivation so that nobody with, was within two spots of him for a Spectre Cell attack. Ooh, man, that hurts. Yeah, that hurts so everyone was like three spaces away. And so that was really good. Awesome. All right, on to round two. Yeah, round two was against um, Drew. Yeah, I was against Drew with his IG list. And he um, that round went to time. We played two rounds. And it was crazy close. Um, he ended up winning. It was um, Uskru, which my plan was to try and, well, I wanted to try and divide him a little bit. I positioned my guys back and forth kind of on either side. I try and kind of divide him a little bit, and then I run straight up the middle. That's what I try and do on Uskru. Because if I go to one side or the other, the mercenaries, IG, and his weak ways would just circle me the entire time. <clears throat> and um, it worked okay. It ended, scored ended up being 15 to 20 at the end of round two with his IG had some damage on him, was likely to go down next round. But um, it was a very slow, grindy match. Lots of thinking about each of our positionings. At the end, I just got kind of greedy and used Sabine to take out a Jawa that when we kind of had an idea that it was going to go to time, which if I hadn't done that, I could have just moved Sabine to safety. And he wouldn't have been able to kill her. So there was that. I, I was not, he wasn't only taking out a Jawa. She was putting some damage on IG and then grenading a Jawa to kill it. Okay. So, yep. There so was, was that. that was, I mean, is your plan? So tell me about like your plan with IG. Is it, are, are you, are you not trying to remove him immediately? Or, oh, I mean, I cause I'm trying is... to remove him immediately. I've okay. actually tested him against him a lot. And basically, um, I found out I can pretty I can kill him pretty consistently in one activation with yeah. the right cards. Yeah, absolutely. Like I I've mean, killed so many IGs just in one activation. He was really smart instead of going in for a double attack with IG, where I could have just immediately killed him the next activation. He attacked once and ran away. Mm, um, I see. If he hadn't done that, I could have just taken out IG <clears throat> very easily. I mean, with um, force push, I feel is my best friend for killing IG. Because oh, they like yeah. to get him in a spot where he's like, okay, he's three away from from cannon. Ezra will come up, get an attack or whatever. 
and I'll uh, force push him. And then it's like, well, now he's just going to eat a bunch of attacks and five death blow or pummel yeah. and somebody's next to them. He's gone. He's gone. Exactly. Okay. And so this game was, and the reason why you weren't able to do it is just Papa Gaval and his conservative play. Yep. He played very conservatively, um, which on Uscrew is a pain to deal with, but it worked yeah. for him. And uh, he, he had his weak ways all the way back in his deployment zone the entire time. Wow. That's so I literally could not get to those, um, which I think was the right thing to do. They just kind of popped out, took a shot, really long range, killed Sabine, popped back. That was it. Yeah. Interesting. That is very, very interesting. All right. Well, so round two, so you're one and one on to round three. I'm one on one. I really want some dice at this point. And then yes, I play my, uh, my good friend Tanner, brought him to oh, his first right. tournament. Good old Tanner. Yeah. And uh, we've been playing a bit. Tanner Tanner is a very good player. He was playing um, Han Rangers CT. Yep. And um, I kind of felt I was in, I had my game plan down on Tarkin against Han. I knew what I was doing. I, what I like to do is um, <clears throat> I like to control that center hallway, take his terminal. I can do that round one on Tarkin. <clears throat> and then I want to kill all his rangers. And uh, that's exactly what I did. I kind of obliterated his rangers, took his terminal. So how and, and describe the approach, right? Like in terms of, so how are, you going to, how are you going to take control of his terminal round one, assuming he doesn't open his door? So um, if he doesn't open his door, I can open his door by, so... I brash Ezra up to my door. Hera opens it. Zeb motivates him up one. Yep. <clears throat> Ezra is going to... the la And then, depending on what I want to do, sometimes I just double move Kanan so he's up by that second door. Then Ezra can move, open the door, Kanan get a, get a Spectre Cell attack off with the last activation of the round. Okay. If he opens the door, which he did in this game, then it just gets so much easier for me. Okay. And then I can just... Um, Ezra can come in and do Ezra things. I ended up pivoting. I had, you know, that little corner that if you're in the, on the inside side where I was, okay. if you head down that middle hallway by that, uh, <clears throat> you, if you go into the large, uh, docking area, Bay area, yep. you can go up onto their side of the Bay area. And there's that very protected corner. Yes, yes. Which is exactly a about. great spot for double move to be able to, Zeb can go there, be safe, double move and get off attack. Sabine can go there, easily get off an attack and a grenade against anyone around that corner. I positioned, I decided I was going to control that side of the map and force him back. And if he didn't go back, I was just going to, I could play fairly protected from there and force him to come to me to get his shots. Um, <clears throat> and he, he positioned, well, he he tried to he brought CT around the other side of the door, along with his rangers, and he had Han kind of grouped by his supports near the terminal. And um, he, as he tried to circle around with his rangers, um, Ezra was the closest to them, and Ezra was able to come in and basically just wipe them out. Well, actually, here's what happened first. So he put nine damage on Ezra. I then body blocked Ezra with Sabine. And Sabine dodged three times. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I oh, mean, man. 
Yeah, she dodged uh, Focus Tools Han shot. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, oh. that was like, I'm like, oh, yes. And then she, <laughs> well, yep. And then, and then I drew on the lamb anyways for Ezra. So after that, I wasn't worried about any more damage that he was going to put on Sabine. I just needed him to survive. I just needed to have Sabine bloody buck. I was going to draw three cards at the end of the round. Hopefully one of them was going to be on the lamb. I got it. After that, I just moved Ezra up super aggressively. Sabine dodged two more attacks. Hans in the round shot, a shot yeah. from CT. Ezra then dodged a shot from CT, and then Ezra went and killed CT and a ranger in his activation. Wow. And it was by then it was over. Yeah, that that you're, you, he's not going to come back from that. Right. There was once, um, it was actually a weird thing where Han was out in the open mm-hmm. and the figures were positioned in an is- interesting way. So Cannon could get an attack on Han. And if okay. Han didn't, and if Han played on the land move away, he couldn't get returned fire. Okay. And um, this was, the game was more, more or less closer being wrapped up by now. I decided to go for it just because, and I got like an insane damage roll. You know, like Han, if he doesn't have on the land, he has to play it or. Han dies to whatever my next attack is if he doesn't dodge. Yeah. So he had to play it. He ran his Han away. That was at the end of the game anyways. But it was kind of an interesting scenario where it kind of saw how positioning could help you mm-hmm. get an attack off on Han if you really need to. I mean, I tried to avoid him at all costs anyways, but... Yeah. That's interesting because, I mean, Sabine dodging obviously feels real bad, but it's also the case where it, she doesn't need... Like, all you need her to do is just absorb hits, right? So that Exactly. That's Ezra all I needed her to do. Her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that's that's crazy. All right, so two and one on two and to one. round four. Last round, round of four. This was a crazy you, round. I mean, you need so you need the win to get top eight. I need the win, and okay. I was playing Matt Richards. Oh <laughs> man, there you go. That's not who you want to be playing. No, Han Rangers on new screw round four. I need I need yeah. to beat Matt to get in. Yeah. <laughs> no, not not what we want. Yep, and Matt had a chance on strength of schedule to maybe make it in. Yeah. I mean, um, at this point I had, um, well, I, I had played against two people who were two and one and one person who was one and two. Okay. At, at, at that point. Okay. Um, no, all three of them. Yeah. Yeah. One person who was one and two and then three who were, who were two and one. Okay. And so I, I knew that like tiebreaker strength of schedule probably weren't going to fall my way. Okay. But Matt had played, I think all three he'd played were either undefeated or only lost one. So okay. he had a chance there, but I knew I had to win and it was Ooscrew. And mm-hmm. I used my Ooscrew game plan and it worked this time. So he originally sent Hera and Chopper. So he was on the side with the terrain, the blocking okay. terrain, which I think yep. is the worst side to take against Spectres. Really? Oh, I guess that's true because it blocks you. you your line of sight is blocked. Spe- yeah. Spectre needs a safe approach. Spectre yeah. does not have a Spectre can. You think that column gives them a safe approach, but they need to push up next to the doors. That yeah. column in the center there keeps you from getting line of sight from your deployment zone to them. Yeah, that's a good point. So if Han Rangers wants to be able to get them from approach, they can. They can't really sit back in their deployment zone and wait for Spectre cell to come to them because there's this big pillar in the way. Yeah, it's good. Good point. <clears throat> So, but he chose that side, um, which I was fine with. <clears throat> and then he um, <clears throat> he moves Hera and 3PO over towards the fountain side. Okay. 
I then move um, <clears throat> Kanan and Sabine over to that side as well. Okay. No, Kanan and Zeb over to that side. Um, I move Ezra and Sabine to the other side of that hallway. And um, Chopper, Chopper and... He- so Ezra and Sabine are kind of... It's an interesting way I split it. Because um, I knew Cannon wasn't going to get up with Ezra. And my plan was I had the cards in my hand to round one if I was able to keep initiative, just obliterate his rangers. I had death blow, I had pummel. Ooh. I mean, the start of round two, I could do yeah. that. And um, so I'm like, you know what? If, if I put him, I'm basically just going to have him do a lone suicide run, try and take out his rangers. Because if yeah. I kill two rangers for Ezra on Uskru, I fill up. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, like, it's like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. He's just going to kind of run his lone suicide run. So I'm not going to stick him with Cannon this game. He's going to go run, do his own thing. Yeah. And then anyone who he doesn't quite kill, Spin can pop the grenade and maybe finish them off. Yeah. That's kind of my thoughts on how I split them here. Or you've got Zab's free attack, right? Like, you've got lots of ways to put. I I got lots of ways to do that that cleanup. Well, well, I wanted Zeb on the other side, and I'll explain why. Um, I'll explain why in a minute too. I um, so, uh, but so I had that set up there so that Ezra would push up to that door. He pushed up to the booth door where his Han and his Rangers were without their support, the Hera and the three PO, who were on the complete other side because he responded when I started pushing my guys the other way. And I'm like, okay, if I draw a negation here, then then we're good. I have this game. Uh, at least I, I can take out at least two of his rangers. And if I draw on the lamb as well, well then, you know, that's that would be amazing. And I'm like, and if I don't, I just have to hope he doesn't have to take initiative. Well, of course, he had taken initiative. And so I lose my Ezra without him doing anything. Oh, man. I didn't draw negation. I didn't draw on the lamb. My Ezra did nothing. And I thought, oh, man, it's over at this point. <clears throat> that's it? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm like, that's it. There, there go the dice. But then... um. His Hera was in, you know, that there's that spot over by the fountain where people like two spaces in from the wall where people tend to put their IG or their Hera yeah. or whatever. Yep. Zeb can easily get to that spot with a double move and make an attack. Yeah, that's a good point. And, um, well, earlier what I had done was this was against Drew. I feel proud of this play here. Um, I went with Cannon. He said he was activating his Jawa. He had Greedo in that spot. I double moved Cannon to force push him out into the open. Move Cannon out of Greedo's line of sight. Greedo oh couldn't gosh. go next because the Jawas was going next. I was then going to go have Zeb make double move, make a melee attack, move back out of line of sight, and then have Sabine finish him off. Well, I one-shot his Greedo with Zeb, so that didn't <laughs> quite work out. Oh, uh, the, the pity we feel for you. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, like, Zeb, you're just too efficient there. <laughs> oh, man. But th- that uh, spot is really easy for Spectre to get to. It's really easy for Zeb yeah. to get to get there, make an attack. And his Rangers wouldn't be able to had already gone. They had killed yeah. Ezra. And then Han wasn't he was gonna have to pretty much double move to get a, a shot over there because that pillar was blocking his line of sight. Yeah. Um <clears throat> and so Zeb goes up there, he plays death blow. I'm trying to force out on the lamb. Wow. I can do six damage. And he doesn't play as on the lamb, wow, which ends up winning me the game. Wow, that's interesting. Six damage and he doesn't do it, huh? Nope, six damage and he doesn't do it. How much more does he think he's going to be getting out of that? I I don't know. I mean, okay. like, um, he I was talking to him after, and he. I, so when I play against Han Rangers, 
I think of On the Lamb as a Hera card when I'm playing Spectre Cell, right? Yeah. Yeah. He totally. was still thinking of it as a Han card. Yeah. Because hmm. afterwards, when I mentioned I think of it as a, as a Hera card, he's like, oh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought of it like that in yeah. that matchup. Because <clears throat> I wasn't going to be attacking Han. Yeah. Never. <clears throat> so he, he didn't play it. Okay. Which um, turns out being really big. I then double move the rest of my team besides Chopper up to his side. I even use force rush to get cannon up there and get off a specter cell attack to kill three PO. So I take out three PO um, and Hera has six damage and I have, <clears throat> I have strength and numbers in hands. I know I'm going first next round and I, his Rangers are in a bunch behind the, behind the, um, <clears throat> pillar. And I know, Hey, if I can, um, get some damage on them with Sabine, I can probably take out all three between Spectre cell strength and numbers Yeah, in, in, you know, that, that swing. Sabine goes up with her grenade, rolls a blank. And, uh, that's big because I end up leaving. Well, it's, I, I do that strength and numbers, um, Spectre cell attack and I end up leaving one ranger alive with five health. I mean, with two health left. Yeah. And, um, cause I had to spend, I, I couldn't quite push through that seventh damage consistently without the grenade damage helping out, helping out. And, um, at that point, his Han end of round act end of round shot did something crazy, like nine damage to Zeb or something like that. And then he was able to finish off my Zeb. And that same round, he's able to... Well, we trade figures. The end of the round, it's um, <clears throat> cannon, R2. Well, it's my cannon. It's my Hera, my Chopper, and my Sabine. My cannon has two health left against his Hera with one health, full health Han, a smuggler, and R2. And he end of round shots cannon to kill him. My dying lunge is R2. And that... At the end of the round, we both score our droids. He's at 38. I'm at 34. Um, I have Rebel Graffiti in my hand. Okay. And he's already played his negation. Okay. And um, he goes first, and I positioned my Chopper and my Sabine so that anywhere he ran his Hera, I'm either getting off a grenade or a ram. Okay. So all I need to do is one damage onto Hera, and I win the game. Ooh. Whereas he has to one shot my Hera with his Han. Oh, a <clears throat> which, non, an unfocused Han. With his unfocused Han. The odds of that are almost zero. Yeah, I mean, with the Spectre Cell block, he does what? have the Hera buff, but I think with the Spectre Cell block, it's actually impossible. Yeah, I mean, because you would have to roll. Yeah, because he can get he can get to eight damage one two three four five six seven eight with Hera. He can get to eight damage with Hera, but he needs a surge in order to do it. And I just don't think, yeah, I don't think you can. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, so he went for it. Uh, he couldn't do it. I finished off Hera with Chopper. Okay, with the ramp. I did that so that in case Chopper failed, Sabine could still get to wherever Hera ran. Okay, and then finished finished him off. It was. A really close game. Um, it uh, had some. It just felt on the edge the entire time on which way it was going to swing. Yeah, um, that is crazy. I mean, it's crazy is that he lost Ezra so early and still lost that game. 
right? Yeah, like yeah. that tells you how strong Spectre is. Oh, Spectre is crazy strong. Like, um, I've, I've, yeah, like Spectre's just crazy strong. So, 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 so good. It's, uh, yeah. I'm actually really glad that the Spire was nerfed because I played yeah. a couple of Vassal games on the Thal and Spectre was broken good on that map. Yeah, I know. People who are like, oh, I don't know what to, I'm like, listen, like we've played this enough that I, I know that, man, it's, if a Spectre player who knows how to abuse that, Right. And especially if a Spectre player draws Rebel Graffiti, I mean, that is just, oh, I'm, I'm very, very glad they fixed it. It's awesome. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm really glad too. Yeah. No, um, what I learned from this tournament is Spectre is a hyper good list. Yeah. Like hyper good, right? Like S tier. Yep. I, I am there. I'm it's just so there. efficient and that I could live through play mistakes and still win. Yeah. You know? It's crazy. And like what's crazy is like, and it's not even play mistakes, but it's like, at, like I think everyone considers considers Ezra to be like the best piece, right? Of Spectre Cell, you lost him before he did a single thing, and you still won the game. Yeah, so. I, what it, what it allows me to do is play to my play style, which I besides, um, well, the first game when Will just came straight at me, I didn't have to be super aggressive, even though I was still like I still yeah. just came in and attack stuff. Yeah, um, I like to play super aggressive. I can afford yeah. to play super aggressive with Spectre and lose a piece and still win. Yeah. Like I plan on usually losing a piece before it does much. Yep. Cause it's like, just about closing the gap. Yeah, exactly. Like I plan on that happening. Um, like usually I lose something before it does much. Yeah. If it doesn't, I'm just going to steamroll you. Yeah, exactly. Like if you haven't lost a big, a big piece on the approach. Yeah. It's a great point. Yep. And, uh, but, uh, then I, then I ended up playing you in the Swiss round. And, so yeah. Uh, so, you, so you make, so you make top eight, Make get top eight. Dice. I get my dice. I'm fifth seed. Kenny's fourth seed. Yeah. And we go into this big old smackdown. And Kenny, Kenny pretty well outplays me. Well, um, what map? What map are we on? Uh, Moss Hasley crates. Yeah. So like that was see that's like my the exact map I want to be playing on with my smugglers. Right. It allows yeah, that's me. That's my. To, that's my. It's yeah. that's on the bottom half of if I'm going to rate maps for Spectre Cell. Number one weapon Tarkin weapons. Number two Tarkin pingy thing around number yeah. three stand by the crates moss Eisley. number yep. four pick up crates yeah exactly so it's my so, bottom half of lists that i don't want i made a misplay i should have um sent cannon up top and zeb down underneath because cannon did nothing the entire game it was effectively like you killed him because he yeah. wasn't able to do anything yeah because you sent it down there yeah, because I was on the inside, and what you did was you sent, and you had done this in one of our previous games where you sent Kanan. Uh, so so you're looking at the inside. Okay, so let's say the inside is on the left. On the bottom half of that part of the map, there is that little um, nook, right? Like there's like the, the big pillar there um, that's like kind of in the middle in the hallway, and then there's that little nook that you can get to and the only way to get shots right is i is to be at that corner right on the bottom quarter and i've actually traditionally i post up there with the box but i know this, you do which is but, where i don't want you to be yeah I, well so actually sam so the reason why i haven't done it with you is because what i need is i need the ability to collapse like as crazy collapse as i can do against specter so instead of like contesting that what instead i do is pretty much stay like in my deployment zone send smugglers out to pick up crates and then what i'm gonna do is try and kill whoever it is you're sending in right kill one person um you know which is what you're planning on but i need to be able to kill somebody and then 
get Dracotta as far back as I possibly can, right, in order to keep, to keep her alive. So, yeah, and really, my big misplay here. You remember that time I told you, like, I was debating whether to pick up a crate with Chopper or yes. Shock Han. Yes. So here's where I didn't because I did the math. If I shocked Han and you took the three uh-huh. between Sabine, if I max rolled on her grenades and was able to strengthen numbers um, <clears throat> into Chopper again, have Hera, have Sabine attack twice, blast two, I would have been able to kill your Han. But it was Ooh. conditional upon you taking the three damage from Chopper. Okay, that's really interesting. Yeah, most of the time I was taking strain as cards because I wasn't playing as good. I wasn't playing R2. So when you don't have R2, it's really... It's tough to just, I mean, it hurts to like lose cards off the top of your deck, but I'm not drawing them anyway. So most of the time I was taking card or strain as cards, but that is, that, that is a really, really good point. I think the other thing about it was you never, you didn't have lamb in our game. Nope. Never drew lamb. So because of that, like I was able to kill Ezra before, I mean, like I, I put hurt on Ezra and he could come up in order to attack. But at that point, right, like you're you've already taken six ish damage so maybe you can recover too but six more damage is not that hard for a focused haunt right or for or george ricotta right so and well you you use intelligence leak and you saw my opening hand and it was pretty trash yeah you had you had um heart of freedom i think you did have pummel but you didn't have another i I had two zero point cards and heart of freedom there you go so i got i i pitched heart of freedom um, because I was thinking like, well, if he, if he can't get up to me, then I don't care, right. What, what he's going to be able to do. So I was able to, the, what's crazy about like how, how well I was able to collapse is Mac was able to play intelligence leak, take damage, pull back MHD heals him. I think I was even able to like the following round, heal somebody else from a chopper shock. I'm not like 100% positive that that was how it went down. But like, I was so like, I was literally like in the very back corner of my deployment zone with pretty much everybody by the time the fur was really flying. So yeah, exactly. I was able to take out MHD and chopper and, um, eventually I was able to take out Dracotta. Yep. But it was just, it was just too little too late. And I think what I should have done is just risked it and done the chopper shock See if you would have taken three, and because if I did that, I could theoretically um, have taken out both Dracotta and Han. Man, that would in that, in that strength of numbers activation. Of course, Sabine incredibly low rolled on that tool shot. Like oh, one that damage on the red, two yeah, I rolled one on the red. Yep. Yeah, one on the red. I rolled double surges. I rolled a surge on the green, a surge on the blue, and then like two damage on the other blue or something. Like, yeah, it was trash. It was, it was bad. Yeah. Yeah, was that was that was definitely not what you needed, and that was against Dracotta, wasn't it? Yeah, and I only it, and then he lived with like two health, and so I yeah. had to spend my Spectre Soul attack finishing him off. Yeah, I, I do I do I do remember that. Yes, I was I was very favored that game, and I I'll, I'll, I will take it. No, you 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 also just just outpositioned me. I uh, I I just made some mistakes with my positioning there, and uh, I think that shows that Spectre Cell is super efficient, but. Um, you know, it, if you if you put yourself in a position to win against Spectre Cell, you still can win. Oh, yeah. I think the thing is, like, with Spectre Cell is you have to have a plan. You have to make zero mistakes, right? Which I know is, is kind of hard, but, like, you can't – you just can't make a mistake. Um, yeah. It's kind of like – it's kind of like playing with versus IG, right? Like, a better, a better, crazier version of IG. You cannot make mistakes. 
And you need to have a plan. Like, what are you going to do as like, you've got to pick your tar- target priority, right? And I actually found in the tournament that my my plan was I wanted to kill Sabine because her grenade is such a pain and Rebel oh, Graffiti yeah. is such a pain. Yeah, but Sabine actually, did a lot of work. She does. And she does do a lot of work. But I actually think that that's, I think that you've got to be able to kill Kanan really. Like, mm-hmm. if, you, if you can kill Kanan and stop Ezra from fixing a die, you are in a great spot. And you got to like Zeb and Kanan have got to be your number one priorities in terms of who you're over committing to kill. Right. Like because the the thing is, is like Sabine is good, but Sabine is not going. Sabine is like what is going to push your opponent over the top. But Zeb and Kanan doing what they do are going to win your opponent the game. Yeah, exactly. I I 100% agree with that. I I agree with that target priority. I feel like committing for the others is a risky approach. Yeah. Especially Ezra with his on the lamb and, um, Sabine can dodge. I mean, Sabine can dodge and she can recover, right? Like Mm -hmm. if Sabine, let's say Sabine takes a 10 damage, like she's at 10 damage. Then what she can do is she can double move away rebel graffiti. And then she can just heal herself playing rebel graffiti. Right. And like all of the work you have done to put damage on her is for not right. So unless you, unless they have committed their Sabine and she is like your only available target, then I think you, I do not think you invest resources in, in finishing her off. I think you've got to take out the two biggest players and then, cause that kills their efficiency. Right. And like it, once Kanan, it, once Kanan is gone, then you're so much easier able to take the damage that's coming from Ezra and you can go for Zeb. And at this point, even if they've got lamb, like you don't really care as much because you can chip damage onto Ezra or plan for another like big swing attack, force him to play lamb. It doesn't matter because his efficiency is down, right? Yeah, so exactly. Then kill, so then you can kill Sabine, right? There's just like a lot of things you can do. I I, I tend to well, even playing Spectre Cell, I prioritize people. It's the same thing when you're playing like a Han Rangers list. Who do you prioritize? The people who you can kill. Yeah, exactly. Um, you prioritize yeah, exactly. the Rangers over Han because you can kill them. You yep. know, um, when I play IG Weakways, who do I prioritize? I prioritize IG because he can't on the lamb. Yeah, that's you know, a good point. You know, like um, I I don't want to go out, like if those weak ways. I sure I can kill them all with Ezra, and yeah. you know one activation pretty much. But, yeah. Um, like they can on the lamb. I can lose. Yeah. I can lose a lot. It's a ri- there's higher risk. Yeah, I totally, totally, completely agree. Um, okay, Sam. So obviously you had an incredible showing top eight at the top eight at your first regional. Oh man, that's awesome. That is amazing. What I want to do now is let's take a few minutes and let's do some more, some meta talk and some matchup talk is inspector cell. What you're going to be practicing for worlds. Yep. Okay. So with that being the case, you're going to be playing like the problem. My, my thing with playing specter cell is you're going to be playing other people playing specter cell, but there's also, I think the field will still be, pretty diverse i mean th- this last weekend was crazy i think specter cell won four of the five regionals or five of the six regionals there was only one it didn't win yeah um, it was insane yeah it was it, it was doing really really well no there was I, I think there like we can kind of explain away each of them like there are reasons why each of them went the, the way they did um for for example brian vandergalian he he was in the final at the Ontario regional, but he lost to a Burian, Peter Burian running a Han Drock Sabine list. Um, and Peter Brian is an incredibly good player. Like he is an incredibly good player. He has run one multiple regionals and he's like a, a power player in the upper Midwest. So like there is one, like that was the one that Spectre didn't win. And I think that, you know, that tells you that 
I mean, we 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 know it's good, right? Like Brett I mean, Kelly ran it, and he did very very well with it. Obviously, yeah. I mean, things can break not your way, inspect your cell, and you can lose because yep. of it. I mean, yeah. You know, it, it's just how things goes. But yeah, exactly. But it's still and a very I, powerful list. Um, it is far, still the top top tier. Oh, I 100 percent agree. As far as my plan in the mirror, yeah, um, my plan in the mirror is well. I think in the mirror, the card I want is motivation. Yes. It's part of why I choose to play motivation. I think, yep. um, you know, others can like doubt is, I think hands down better in a Han Rangers IG matchup, but it's useless in the mirror. Yeah. Um, and then extra armor is great, but not in the mirror when I just pierce away your blocks anyways. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I'm not, I don't think extra armor really does give a ton of value, right? Like it's not I don't clear. As I mean, spoke, like it's two shot. Yep. Like yeah. one block doesn't change that, yeah. you know, like Zeb still dies in three, you know, yeah. like the one, the the two extra blocks that you put on them, I don't think do enough. Yeah, I agree. And especially um, because if you're playing versus Spectre, they're just going to pierce through it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And when I'm playing against Spectre, I want to prioritize their black dice figures. I want to yep. kill Cannon and Zeb. That was my plan going into a Spectre meal really, really, really at the beginning is if I'm going to overcommit to someone, I'm going to overcommit to them. When I yep. killed Ezra against Will, he was my first kill, but I did it because, um, well, one, I was able to Spectre sell it a low, it was a low risk Spectre cell attack against him, followed by a strength in numbers, chopper, ram, and then system shock. Yeah. So it was like, it was really low, low risk there. You know, I wasn't committing people Tools. to the danger zone to take him out. Yeah. And that, that's kind of what I want to do. Like I, if you go after you go after Ezra and their Ezra takes eight damage and then he Spectre Cell attacks, recovers, Zeb recovers him one on that. Okay, now he's down to five and yep. somebody's blocking line of sight to him, so you can't get to him your next activation, and then Ezra goes, whatever, and he He's makes, got on the lamb, right? Got, like Yeah, exactly. You know, you it's just way, way too much to risk. Yep. So that's what I want to do against Spectre Cell. And I want to be I want to be the one putting pressure on my opponent. I want to be so people say Spectre Cell doesn't rely on cards, which is kind of true. In the mirror yeah. match, it relies on cards. Well, that's true. I think the way to say it is not that Spectre Cell doesn't rely on cards, but that Spectre Cell doesn't rely on like Miracle Worker, right? Or like even yeah. on the lamb. Like it, it can use all of its cards. Like yeah. all of its cards are awesome. Yeah, Spectre Cell doesn't like it's not like hinging on the back of one card, but yep, it gets so exactly. much better when it has those cards, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Now that's the thing that like, if you control another person's terminal, you're just upping your chances to win. Yeah. Oh yeah. Completely. And in the mirror against Spectre cell, well, well, you also get pretty much a free kill on chopper. If you do that too, you can yeah. kill their chopper, take their terminal, you know, and you're going, and then you're up on activations. You're up on activations. I love taking out their Hera, their chopper, Yep. Um, usually cause those are fairly low risk. You can usually do it in yep. one shot. Yep. Um, that's kind of what I want to do against them. Um, also I run celebration. I partly run because of the mirror. That's interesting. Um, just so that you can get the kill. And then now that you're up, then you can play more conservatively. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm now up pressure's now on them. Yep. I got my early kill, So I'm, I'm not having to play catch up. And if I do have to play catch up, Oh, okay. I got that back in this um it also just means i don't have to chase down their hera after you know who maybe their Ezra's already didn't have on the lamb and they run their hera to the back corner great point you know like that's part of the reason why i play against han rangers too like 
maybe I just don't want to kill your Hera who's going to run away to the back corner and play on the lamb. Yeah, it's a good point. That's a, that's a great point. No, I really like celebration in the mirror. I, um, what, what's worse in the mirror is all the movement cards. Oh, okay. Cause they're getting into your grill as is. Yep. Like you really don't need them with the exception of what I think is the best movement card is force push. That is the best movement card, especially in the mirror, right? Like pulling Ezra away from Kanan. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Like your you, force push is just the most versatile. You can do so much with it. Yep. Um, just, you allow some crazy plays. Best, best movement card. I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure. I'm think I'm not really sure kind of what to, if there's going to be a lot of specter cell, I might replace fleet footed with something. Interesting. I'm, if I'm kind of thinking that with worlds, but I'm not quite sure what yet. Um, like just because it doesn't like, but, but the thing is like that card is so good against other matchups. And I mean, it still is good with pummel, right? Like unless yeah, it's, it's still great. It, with pummel. Yeah, it allows you, it just gives you more flexibility with the things that you're looking to do. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, Right now, I, I like. I'm. I'm just thinking about maybe tinkering with it. I'm still thinking it's probably the best thing to have in there. I just think the movement suite is just so useful with pummel. It's so useful with. Well, often you they're going to be playing around, not just your Ezra and your Kanan, but they're like, okay, I want to be, um, five spaces away from Zeb. Yeah. You know, like there or some people try to do nine whatever but most of the time they're just gonna be like let's just not let him get off his double attack right or you know or if i just sit here then Hera can't get around the corner and get a shot off me at uh, me like um well you 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 negated my fleet foot in the game where Hera could have taken out your your drock yep Mm -hmm. and so you know like it adds a lot of utility there great point great point now tell me about in the context of other matchups, what's the matchup you're most worried of, worried about besides the mirror? Um, honestly, the box. Okay, well, be, let's say, let's even say besides the box because sure. like there'll probably be like five people running the box at Worlds, maybe, right? And everyone's going to kind of run a different iteration of it. Like, what is like what's a list that when you're when you're set down against it, you're thinking, I know I'm running Spectre, and I feel really good about running Spectre, but in the same vein. I I cannot make mistakes or, or I need to be very careful in terms of like my positional play. Um so I really only feel that when I am playing against a ranged list on Uscrew. Okay. Um, I think that I can see that. Like other than that, I feel very confident in basically any matchup. Um, just the math, right? Like cuz you're just, you're just, just relying on like math. sure Han Rangers can kill some stuff but I'm the math's going to kill you. Sure. IG can kill some stuff, but I'm just going to get him killing you faster. If I'm on yep. screw, that's when I know I have to be on the top of my game. Yeah. Um, and so I think what I fear most is probably Han Rangers. Um, okay. because their queen piece, cause I just can't kill their queen piece yep. and I can in the IG match. That's um, a great point. And so I fear, I think Han is, so I play tested a lot against IG and yeah. um, props to drew. Cause he was the first IG that's beat me on vassal or just play testing around with guys. Um, since I started playing specter cell. Yeah. I mean, and drew is, and drew has also practiced the specter matchup a lot with IG, right? So he, he knows what he's doing 
on the other side of that coin. Right, exactly. But he he, he played very well, and I I just don't fear IG really yeah. Man, that much because I know I can kill him so fast. I fear Han. I yeah. fear the figure Han just because he can put so much damage out. If I were to play against probably the nightmare list, I would say probably Han and Jin mm. um, in a list together. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that just sounds terrible. Even though Jin is not a great figure, she does no. something very specific in Spectre Cell, which is make me have to, whenever I play Jin, I know I can't make a mistake in my positioning. Yep, you cannot. I completely agree with this. If she stuns Cannon or Zeb, who cannot recover from motivation, yep. then that oh, can it's, easily it's swing Kanan, the ring to their side. Wait a second. Cannon is it's it's not equal to or it's only lesser than. It's only lesser than, yeah. Oh, that is huge. I did not know that. Yeah, it is huge. Like it is massive. So hmm. um we've been playtesting a bit with Jin up here in Logan. And um it makes me leapfrog my figures. I must leapfrog my figures. Which is rough, right? Because if you're leapfrogging figures, that means that your opponent is going to be able to, like, that means you're going slower, right, as you're approaching. Yeah, exactly. Because you have to. Exactly. Have to it, slow, it slows down my tempo. Exactly. Um, I've had times where Jim's done nothing, has not gotten off a single shot. Yeah. But still just forced me to play differently. Wow, you know? that's interesting. I think she has a really poor attack. I'm not going to negate that. She, um, no. especially if she's not focused. Oh yeah, she's not focused, right? Like you're ho- you're hoping to do one damage, but even that's not for certain. Yeah, exactly. And um, but she has her combo play, which um, you're basically just holding out for your combo play, and then yep. she's gonna try and get her stun off. When I saw you playing Aaron, I actually thought you knew about the motivation thing because I noticed that you were focusing on stunning Cannon with your smugglers with their extra dice, mm. and so I thought you were thinking, oh, I was like, oh, Kenny's playing around motivation. He's getting that stun no. on the guy who can't be unstunned by it. No, I was doing that because I was thinking about dying lunge, but I had not. And I think I had, I think I either thought that I honestly, I did not even think about that. I was doing it because I didn't want dying lunge. And I think he had probably already gone with Zeb was what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. So no, he, yeah. Cannon cannot be, be healed by motivation. That's interesting. That yeah, does, that, that does make you feel a little bit better about that. And that also makes me feel better about set for stun, which I didn't bring to the tournament because I was like, well, I mean, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to be forced to play around Zeb playing motivation and, and thinking that he could recover the stun off of everybody else. Right. Yeah, I realized but, about halfway through that you weren't playing it. I just got that intuition. Yeah. Um, which, and then I ended up using my negation anyways to keep Sabine alive. Um, yeah. Because I play um, positioning advantage. I, I noticed you weren't, and I thought that was kind of odd. And like, hey, that's a great card against this list. Yeah. But now it makes sense because, um, yeah, but like a stun on Cannon or Ezra, it's huge because then they have to draw Heart of Freedom. Yeah, that's big deal. Wow, that's interesting. I'm going to have to reappraise that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, what I'd be most scared of is the box with Jin. Well, there you go. Yeah. I've actually been working on. I've been working on a Han. So I, I I worked on an old a smugglers a true smugglers box that had Han Lando and Jin. I know people are gonna like dog on Lando, but the thing is, is Lando has the ability to. He's got for his cost. I don't know how this works really in the age of Spectre, but his durability is pretty strong, right? Because I'm never playing on the land with Han anyway. Like mm-hmm. most of the time, I am not. I don't know at the regional if I I I probably played it once. Maybe twice on Han, maybe. I, yeah. I, but I, I, 
I, I'm not even certain that I did. Yeah, I think um, Omelette so is no longer a Han card, right? It's it is whichever not, other it's, smugglers with Han. Yeah, exactly, right? So with that being the case, I mean, like this sounds stupid Like when I, as I'm saying this out loud, but like you've got to think about how am I going to get value out of this on the lamb card when my opponent is never going to attack Han because everyone knows you can't attack Han, right? Like yep. we, are, we have settled into the meta enough, the Han meta enough now that everybody knows that. And with that being the case, so, so that's why I've thought about Jin. Actually, tonight on Vassal, me and Steven Rinsma, we played some games where I w- was trying this Han, Jin, Kotun box. And the mm-hmm. idea was that Kotun is going to be passing out damage tokens and that, you know, you can play wild attack. You don't care about the white dice, et cetera, et cetera. And it, it definitely needs a lot of refining. But I do, I want, I need another smuggler in the box, right? And I love Dracotta, and Dracotta is amazing. And she's such a beefcake, right? And she pumps out crazy tons of damage. But she's going to die in two shots. And yep. I can keep, I can keep figures like um, Jin and Lando, right, alive past the two, past that with all the smuggler cards that we'll be playing. So, I don't know. we, we got to think about it, obviously. Yeah, Lando's an interesting one just because his damage output is probably lower than Jin's. No, so yeah. His, his, no, you can't combo. What you're relying on with Lando is good close-range shots so you can roll a dice into a red dice, right? And so yeah. it, and he needs to be focused. And, like, that's the problem. He requires a lot of resources, and he's just – I mean, he's 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 a good stun and he's a cool figure, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We're we're, we're still tinkering. What about uh, like CT? You can get off some weakens with them and also combo. Yeah, I mean, the problem with CT is that I mean, CT his damage output. So Matt and I, when Spectre or when Lothal was first dropped, we were playing CT. We tried him a little bit. Like we both ran him in an opening turn. I ran him in a few, not a few. I ran him probably half a dozen games. Um, and I just never felt like he could do anything right. Like his, his wild attack playing wild attack and wildfire is pretty cool. Right. But it's like gin. And if you're relying on that, like I'd probably rather just have gin because yeah. she's just a little bit more versatile. Oh, I, and I so, 100% agree there. I think the problem is, is like, I, I, I played CT enough to feel like I wasn't impressed, but not enough to figure him out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like, I, it's interesting because I think that Rebels have got a lot of weird answers to Spectre Cell, right? Like in terms of like this Han, Dracotta, Sabine list that Peter played in Canada and was able to beat Spectre Cell, right? Like Brian, I think he has probably lost maybe two or three games out of 30 or something with his Spectre Cell. I mean, I'm, I'm only, I'm postulating out of what I have heard, but I know Brian's an incredibly good player, right? And like that right. tells you something if, if Peter is able to beat him with, I think just rebel heroes have just kind of got like a, a, a weird kit that they bring, that they bring to the play. So I, I think Han right now is the best figure against, against Spectre Cell. They just can't attack him. Like, cause they can't attack him. They can't not attack him. It's just, they, they lose. You basically, you would trade like two, you would trade like Zeb for an attack against Han that does zero damage. Yeah. Like you can't do that. You can't do that. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I yeah. mean, the thing is, so when I, so in my games against Steven that I played tonight, my, our first game was over super fast. I made a few positioning. I, oh, I, I positioned wrong and he was just able to come, collapse really quickly and beat me down. But our second game, what I did was, I, I mean, it's one of those things where I just put Han out there and Han puts a big hit on Kanan as he's coming in. And then Kanan wants, like, Han's the only person for him to attack. So he's like, I've got two choices. I can double move past Han, right? So that I can get in, into the rest of the box. Or I can attack Han, but then what's going to happen is Han's going to attack him again, and now Kanan is either dead or so close to death, 
And at this point, all Han needs to do is just attack and run away, right? And I have yeah. like traded so little to kill your Kanan. You know, if uh, like this is assuming I have to play like on the lamb or something, but I, I I'm okay with that, right? Like if I play on the lamb to kill Kanan, I'll take that trade with Han. So oh, for sure. Yeah. So I, I think Han right now is the best answer. I think Jin is great with him as well. I think with yeah. um I think with mercenaries, um the figure I'm scared about to see the most mercenaries is Han is Hondo, actually. Yeah, that's a good point. Um I think Hondo uh, Greedo, I mean like Greedo is like kind of like a standard, like a standard problem, right? In terms mm-hmm. of Yeah, I can deal with Greedo. Up. I can play around Greedo. Hondo I quite yeah. haven't quite figured out yet. Um, yeah, I, I definitely fear him more than IG, um, because, uh, because he has two ways of negating your attack. Let's make a deal and on the lamb. Yep. And Good point. that's just kind of terrifying, um, to know that you could waste a specter activation against that, you know? Yeah. And he can put out so much damage. Yep. And an interesting That's, thing, Spectre, especially if you can't pay what Spectre can't especially afford if you can't. to pay him yeah. the points. Yep. Um, they, Spectre, an interesting thing about Spectre is they, they, when playing against Han, I have to figure out a way to get 10 points. Yeah. Um, off the board. Off the board, off Celebration, off Rebel Graffiti. Yep. Um, <clears throat> with, but... I basically that's kind of my game plan anyways. Like I want to always have an out of how I can get 10 points on any map yeah. off the board and against Hondo, like, and against the victory point list, it makes it a lot harder because they're playing those objectives hard, kind of pushing you off them. Um, in the sense that sometimes these things are finite. There's only so many boxes um, yep. that thing's going to ping around way more for them with their hired guns than for you, you know? And yeah, I can't afford to pay Hondo Weber, so he's going to get massive attacks on me. Yep, especially if he's focused, and even if he's not focused, right? Like if he's not focused, it's like you're giving him a free red die, right? That like will that will just roll two damage. Yep, exactly. And then and then he might that's play tools. Scary. Yeah, and so then he's rolling three red die. Yeah. So yeah, that's scary. Yeah, so um, that's why if you're most in mercenaries, in I haven't played much imperial. Um, in fact, the only. I mean, Kenny and Joey were playing it, and nobody else has really been playing Imperial. You you said Kenny, you meant Scott. I meant Scott. Yeah, I meant Scott. My yep. my bad, Kenny. Yeah, t- yeah. Tell me about like, are you not worried about Vader? Right, like the Vader Palpatron. Is that not something that have you have you played enough against it that you just feel comfortable, or is it more of like what's your, what's your thought with that? My thought is not enough people are playing it for me to get any testing against it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, like um, right now, I don't. I just don't think it has a big enough presence for me to get a good grasp on the matchup. Okay. Yep, that's fair. I just, I just need to drive down and play Scott more. That's it. That's exactly right. I mean, I think Scott. I mean, Scott. He beat he beat Grant, who just won the SoCal Regional, and Scott beat him um, in the top four, top eight with with his Vader versus Spectre. So, I mean, Scott has like, Scott has really been thinking about the Spectre matchup a lot. I mean, everyone has, right? Like everybody has. And Scott has also been playing Vader a lot. And so I think he has been thinking really hard about how to make sure that he can get two figures off the board for Vader and then have Palp and Thrawn able to clean up. Yeah, that's what I think you have. I think part of the, a big part of how you win is you have to think about what the other team wants. 
Yeah. And it's like Rangers want to kill two people before you get to them. If you trade one one figure for the Rangers, you're good. If you're playing Vader, yeah. he wants to trade he wants to take out two as well. You know, just like people before they lose their ten plus point deployment group, they want to take out two specters. Yeah. Like IG for two specters. Um you know, like uh Rangers for two specters, Vader for two specters. That's what they want. Yep. Um I want them to get one or one and a half, you know, like just, I want that trade to be a little more in my favor. And that's what you're looking at there. I honestly just haven't played against the Imperials much, much at all. So I don't know about that yeah. matchup. I do know that, um, trooper, the trooper lists are terrible against Spectre. I do know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're not, they're not doing anything. And I assume you haven't played against E centuries. Um, I, have not yeah but um e-sentries interesting cheese they have eight health which is yeah. really hard to one-shot inspector yeah you're not gonna one-shot them most of the time unless you're playing car if you play death blow you'll one-shot them yeah if i play death blow i can one-shot one most of yeah. the time i'm not which puts them in a very interesting point i think because yeah. um i can't just alpha all your figures off the board yep like i can with your rangers or your weak ways or whatever um, yeah. Which is very interesting in that that regard. At the same time, um, multi fire is pretty weak against that extra block. Yeah, I mean they've got Pierce too, which they're hoping to. I mean they got to roll really well, right? And the hope is is that with four shots they can remove one figure, which is kind of scary actually when you really think about it. If that's what you're banking on, yeah. Like there's just so, there's just a, such a high probability that something goes wrong with them that I yeah. don't think it's. I, I don't think they're giving you quite enough for 10 points of pop. Yeah, they are they are really, really pricey. I mean, Joey, I watching Joey play it, and we, we skirmished a lot the night before, and I was very interested in E-Centuries. JK ran his E-Century list at Denver last year, and I honestly, like, I had a lot of list envy. I thought it was a really, really cool idea. Um, and we, you know, we, we weren't able to play it enough and rigorously enough. And also like, it was just not going to cut at first Vader because Vader will one shot them oh, and yeah. with Vader coming in to one shot them and then parting blow and one shot another one, right? Like that's insane. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Here's another thing. I don't think maybe sentries are, are a good tech against Spectre Cell. I don't think they're a good tech against the rest of the meta. Yeah. I think that's, that's exactly the problem. Yeah. So, you know, like they're kind of in, they're kind of a weird spot. In yeah. that regard. <clears throat> yeah, so I think there, there's that. In M- Empire, I think right now, if you're going to run Empire, the, the go-to is run Vader, Palp, Thrawn. And, um, well, I think there's something interesting shown by, by both you and Scott doing really well and these other players. Um, well, and I think even looking at, like, just seeing, like, how DT has won three worlds in a row, right? That, like, yeah. the player skill is, like, the... Like once you have put together a top tier list, player skill is what really determines the game. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you, you know, like Spectre is great and all, and it gives you an edge up. But if you have a list that has a chance against it, player skill can win you the game. Yeah, I agree. And I, yeah, especially if you know what mistakes not to make and what you're looking for your opponent to do. Exactly. Exactly. So agreed. Awesome. Awesome. Samuel, do you have any more counsel for us? I don't, Kenny, but thanks for having me on. 
I appreciate it. I mean, and I'm sure I forgot. I mean, I probably had more specific game plans going into the regional, into each of my matches, but it's been a minute. Yeah, that's all right. We actually, so Sam and I, we were recording the day of, and but the problem was like we were recording like right after our game was over, and it was awesome because I had a lot of thoughts, mostly kind of negative thoughts about. I was thinking bad thoughts about Tricotta, um, after especially after our game because I was like I was just not able to. I'm like so worried about keeping her alive, you right? Won, like is, but, is what I'm, but Jakarta did very little. Yeah, like that's the problem. Yeah. So I was thinking about that a lot. And we had a great conversation, but the problem was there was so much audio that that we kind of lost it. But I very much appreciate you coming on in order to give us a rehash and help as we're continually trying to plumb the depths and figure out Spectre's not it's not its weakness. I think what we're looking for, what people who are not playing Spectre should be looking for is not a weakness of Spectres, but just what you need to be able to accomplish in order to beat them. Because this is Scott's thing, and he said this, and then after this, you can have the last word. But Scott's thing with Spectre is, I know what it's going to do every single time, right? Like, he knows their plan in terms of they're going to be aggressive. They're, they might, like, split up a little bit, but, like, they're going to be aggressive. And I know, they know the math, but I also know the math, right? The math is Vader's got to kill two of them before he dies. And so... I think that like what people who are not Spectre need to be thinking about is what do I need to see from the board in terms of like, what do I need to pull from the board? What choices do I need to make so I can make whatever trade I need to make in order to give me a slight edge? And I know that sounds like elementary, but I think the problem is like, we're just not thinking hard enough about the math and you can't rely on, you, you can't make mistakes versus Spectre. You just no. cannot do it. So it'll be, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how, um, how we keep working on it in the lead up to Worlds. I know like some people have been getting, especially after this last weekend, we have been really dogging on where Spectre is at. And I understand like the frustration and we all know that Spectre is like the best. But I also think that that does nothing for anybody, right? It does nothing for new players looking to, to play the game. It does nothing for the existing base. And so I feel like the approach to take is not, I and mean, we, we can ask FFG to think about nerfing Spectre Cell. I think that's wholly, wholly legitimate. But I don't think like constantly harping on the fact that it is an S tier list, which we know it is, is going to, is going to help us like either grow, grow the community or solve the problem. So, yeah. And, you know, my thoughts on Spectre Cell, like just in general, um, I've really enjoyed playing it. I think it's been yeah. a lot of fun. I think yeah. it's fun to have two lightsabers on the board that you can actually see that are playable that are good um, <laughs> yeah, that are good right i really like that about the game um i think that in any competitive game um you look at times where you have something that is just a little better um like not not necessarily four by four level i, I don't think we're there um yeah. i think I, I don't think we're, we're there at all with with, with specter cell like yeah. but um it's definitely the best but i think there's ebbs and flows in competitive games like this where you have something that becomes the best and then and then uh the part of the challenge is either well how can you get that to the next level as the person playing it or how can you counter it and to me that that's part of the fun of the game is is figuring that out um especially even against these these top tier tier lists and so I'm I'm excited to see what it brings. Excited to see what Spectre does, if it uh, actually dominates worlds. But I'm I I think uh, I think in the, in the long run things will turn out fine for it. Sure. Turn out fine for the game in general. I agree. I I I, I completely I share your confidence. 
Um, well, Sam, we want to thank you for coming on and giving us a wonderful report. Thank you, Kenny. I appreciate you having me. We want to encourage everybody to get on the wait list for Worlds. You go to Adepticon. We know we know this is the case now, that what they're going to do is they're going to release the tickets to people on the wait list. There's not going to be like a general public sale, I don't think, because Adepticon, I think, is actually going to be the one who's going to contact people on the wait list, offer them the chance to buy the tickets, and only then, if there are any seats left, which I'm sure there won't be, yeah. are they going to do a public announcement. So The wait list is pretty long right now, just so you know. I am like okay. 20th. 20th? Yeah. Oh, I'm actually Sam. I that's the first time I've actually heard a concrete number, and that's that's a little bit scary. I think the thing the the good thing about it is is that I think most of the players with reserved seats have already purchased tickets. Like so, people who have won regionals. There's like a few exceptions to this, right? Like DT, he didn't have to buy a ticket because he won Worlds. Brett won Nationals, right? So like some of these players don't need to worry about it. But a lot of regional winners that I know of have already have already purchased their tickets so i think that right. like there will be a lot of seats on the wait list but again who knows it'll be it is a little bit scary so yeah i'm planning on just going there anyways having fun at the con and uh if somebody just doesn't show up seeing if i can talk my way into the tournament oh i'm sure you will i'm sure yeah. you will or you can just you can just play as me play the box <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh um, man awesome Awesome. Awesome. Again, so yeah, encourage everyone, even, even though the wait list is long, still get on the wait list. Cause I mean, I think that's going to be, I don't think you're gonna be able to get in otherwise. Um, and again, patrons check the message that I've sent you, encourage you to switch over to the one and $2 tiers. And again, Sam, thanks for coming on. Thanks. Have a good one, Kenny. <laughs>